What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. My guest this evening is Barry Laminac. He is the host of Barry on Deck. He's a stand-up comic and a TV host. So tell us a little bit about Barry on Deck. I watched the episode, I guess, two days ago where the hogs tore up your yard. Oh, man, don't get me started. You don't want to – I'm so angry about that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Barry on Deck actually is a show that didn't exist before the pandemic. And then, you know, a lot of stuff didn't. Uh, and a lot of stuff did, including my job at ESPN Radio here in Houston. And then the pandemic hit and – you know, radio is no different than any other job in America, and sometimes money is tough, and you become a casualty of the bad economy, and that's what happened to me. I lost my job at ESPN Houston, and uh, the fans and my listeners and, and you know, the what have become deckheads have kind of were like, you know, do something else. We want to we wanna hear you every day, and so I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. I had been doing these nightly, what I called nightly live chats, where I was doing radio during the day, and I was so bored, stuck in the house, that... Like, why don't I just talk to people at night and have some fun and cut up? So they were like, just do that, but do it during the day. So I did. I started a show. It's called Barry on Deck, and you can find it on my YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com forward slash Barry is funny. Yeah, the one I watched, it looks like you have a pretty large fantasy football league going. Lots of stuff going on. And the uh, the thing about the hogs, I mean, I don't even like people walking in my yard. <laughs> I mean, I'll park in the middle of my driveway so that nobody can park next to me because they'll all walk in the grass and it annoys me. It annoys me very much. <laughs> I, I take, we do something. So I started this when I was on the usual suspects on ESPN. Uh, and I would talk about my lawn and, and, uh, drive my co-host and producer crazy. They hated lawn talk, but it's now a staple of my show every Friday. We have lawn talk and I have a discord server where fans, I call them, we call each other deckheads. Deckheads can uh, get on the discord to ask questions about lawns or, you know, whatever. And then I answer them on the show on Friday. So yeah, if you're a lawn guy, that's a, uh, in fact, it's funny. I've had a lawn guy reach out to me and be like, you should do a lawn show, which I'm not good enough. I'm passionate enough. I'm just not good. I don't know enough yet. Yeah. I've had the uh, HOA drive by and, Tell me if they had an award for the the best yard in the neighborhood that I would be up for it. Uh, I put a lot 
talking to my yard. I really care about it. It's it's something you think is very stupid as a kid. You right. Know, you got. I, I turned into the old man. I live on the corner. I turned into the old man that yells at people to get out of his grass because there's a bus stop right down the street and they cut through the yard and it, it, it irritates me. Oh man, I, I'm not that far yet. I'll I'll I won't open the door and yell at them, but inside the house, like passive aggressively. I'll say a lot of mean things to kids, but I'm not like open the door like, hey, beat it, scram. I'm inside I am, but I'm using an inside voice, which which isn't internal to my body. It's just inside the house. All right. So uh, are you watching the World Series? Uh, I watched game one. I did, I'm not watching tonight because I've got a bunch of stuff going on, but I try to catch up. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's something I have to talk about and, and I, I'm, I'm interested in this series. I think this is, if you're a baseball fan, like a hardcore baseball fan, not just an Astros fan, this is a good world series. It's supposed to be anyways. Uh, but last night, you know, I, I do all this stuff. I was streaming last night on Twitch for two hours, so I missed most of the game. Um, but I'm not surprised by the outcome of game one for, for sure. Yeah, I was watching it. I think I started watching it. It was two to zero. The Rays made it two to one, and then they just blew the lid off things, and it got real ugly, real fast. And usually, I don't care who wins, but I I really hate the Dodgers because of their fans, and so I'm going for the Rays. I mean, how many people go for the team that beat you? Right? You're always hoping well, they lose, or maybe you hope they win because it makes you look better. There's a lot of reasons, right? Like, in, in fact, in, it's in the Houston, the city of Houston charter that you cannot root for the Dodgers. I don't know if you know that, but in order to be con- call yourself a Houstonian, you are unable to root for the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Yankees uh, or several other teams. But, um, I mean, you could root for the Rays for several reasons, right? Like, there are some ties between the Astros and the Rays that, uh, you know, with you got CFM out there. Uh, you know, there were several, there were several managers and front office folks that left to go to Tampa Bay and build that organization. So there are some ties there. Uh, and they're just, they remind me of, of the Astros of yesteryear when they were young and di- the, the spotlight wasn't too big, but they didn't know that they should be shell shocked and, and, you know, kowtowing to these better teams. And, and that's what I like about them. They're fun to watch. And they also have, I think the entire roster is equal to Mookie Betts and Clayton Kershaw. So it's Cinderella's story as well. Pretty and crazy. they let they let the Astros use their stadium during the hurricane, right? Mm-hmm. Then they mm-hmm. they moved their game there. Yeah. Awesome. You gotta root for the Rays. You gotta love I mean I tell you what, the only surprising thing about last night was Clayton Kershaw actually pitched well. I think that was the biggest surprise, right? Yeah, I was hoping he would get lit up. Yeah, you'd hope he'd be, oh, postseason Kershaw, you know, and give up five, six, seven runs in four innings. Didn't happen. Did not happen, which was the concern, I think, going into this World Series. You know, you've got two teams that I thought had the best two pitching staffs in baseball all year. I thought that the Rays have the better overall staff. Sometimes that Dodgers bullpen be a little shaky, a little inconsistent, but I felt like still these two teams had the best two pitching staffs. Uh, the difference was marked though in offensive production in the two teams. And that's where I felt like that's why one, the Dodgers are favored. And two, you felt like if, if there was going to be an issue, it was going to be at the plate for the Rays. Uh, and, and the Dodgers did what the Dodgers have done all year. They pitched well and, and put up a lot of runs. So it's just surprising that Kershaw actually didn't, you know, continue his postseason woes. 
As an Astro fan, do you think the 2020 season was a failure? Do you think they overachieved or underachieved? Oh, gosh, no. It's, it's never a failure if you get to the Game 7 of the ALCS. If if they would have not expanded the playoffs and this team finished sub-500, uh, I would have said it was disappointing. But even then, Robert, can you really call it a failure when you lose your manager and your GM and then have to replace them? You go through a pandemic, you lose your aces, you lose two aces, your closer, your rookie of the year. Jose Altuve lost his swagger. Alex Bregman lost his swagger. So put those on the wall as also losses. I mean, really the only person that stepped up all year that you felt confident in and that you could see the confidence was Carlos Correa. Everybody else was like, oh, this is, this, this cheating scandal is really weighing on them. So not surprising they finished under 500 based on all of that. It would have been disappointing if they didn't make the playoffs. But you got to be proud as an Astros fan. If they make the playoffs sub 500, they're supposed to get bounced at that point, right? They're not even considered average in baseball because they haven't won at least half of their games. And then they, they, they make the run that they make, push the Rays to a game seven after being down 3-0. How could you not be proud of what this team did? I was very proud of them. We got to the uh, American League Championship, and it may not be the way to think, but I was thinking, if we don't get any further than this, it was an awesome year. All the people that we were missing, the horrible season we had, Altuve not being able to play at all because the cheating scandals weighing on him. I think it was a great season. I just wanted to see what you had to say about it. Another question about 2020 I highly doubted that with COVID-19 and the issues we had, the issues people have outside of baseball, that we could even finish the season, and we did. How surprised are you that we finished? Well, when you're unable to really create a bubble, which I felt like if Major League Baseball really put their mind to it, they could have created a bubble for the regular season. I mean, for goodness sakes, they kind of have a bubble in 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 preseason spring training, right? I mean, it's some it's it's confined to two states basically, and I think you could have even shored that up even more, especially with some scheduling and whatnot. So it's it's very surprising that without a bubble and with all the travel and with everything else going on, as many players as as are on these rosters, that's not like NBA where you got twelve guys, right? I mean, this is twenty five into the rosters. There's more people. All that, yeah, it's very surprising that there weren't more outbreaks, there weren't more pro- more problems, and that uh, this this season wasn't a wash and lost at some point. Yeah, you got the taxi squad uh, going on the road with the team. Uh, one thing about this season, and I knew it was going to happen, is just how people will not shut up about the cheating scandal. And they say the Astros, you know, support cheating and they praise these guys or whatever. But as fans, we just want credit for 19 and 20. Call us scumbags all you want for 18 and 19 or seven, or I mean 17 and 18 if you want. I don't care. But give us our credit for this year. It's, I just, it just got really old. Well, I think the thing you have to ask yourself, Robert, is if you were, um, you're an Astros fan, and if. If the same scandal were to have occurred uh, to the Yankees, or let's say it occurred to the Kansas City Royals in 2015, 
and you find out that you lost to that team when you felt like you should have been winning, and we all know what kind of comeback they made and the issues and the errors and everything else. But put yourself in these other franchises' shoes as players and as fans. I'd be just as mad. Now, my problem, my my disappointment is that all the other cheating has, has paled in comparison in the eyes of the rest of baseball to the Astros. And I get it. They had a system in place, and they were, they were a little bit smarter and a little more gung-ho about cheating. But everyone just pretends like, oh, well, yeah, the whole reason there was a rule in place and, and, and managers and were suspended for a year and, and GMs was because other teams got busted doing pretty much the same thing. So baseball goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to have a rule in place because these other two teams on the East Coast, the Red Sox and the Yankees, are out of control. But all of a sudden, you know, the Astros are the ones that get popped post-rule, and they're over-the-top egregious. Look, it's not our fault you couldn't win a World Series when you were cheating. So don't get mad at the Astros because they did. Uh, but, yeah, just the whole the whole uproar in baseball. And then, of course, to come back and have the offensive season that they did doesn't help. Even though they hadn't been cheating for a year and a half now. I mean, they, I think they stopped midway through 2018. They, all of 2019, they get back to the World Series not cheating. And then this year, they make you know, Game 7 of the ALCS not cheating. But the offense is down, the numbers are down, and so people, of course, outside of Houston are going to have plenty to say about it. I saw a tweet or something earlier, maybe it was yesterday or when we lost, and they said the Astros choked. And I'm like, dude, we beat two teams that won their division and we took the other one to game seven who happened to have the best record in the American League so that goes back to us being proud uh, one thing that bothered me about the scandal kind of part and I'm going to get to the Jeff Luno interview that's what I really want to talk to you about and uh, the the guys that were on the 2017 team there's more people on other teams than there are on the team now. And these guys just totally escaped all of it. Like, like they didn't do anything. Yeah, I put a tweet out. Uh, I think whatever, whatever the first game that Charlie Morton pitched. And I was like, hey, I wonder if people on Twitter are going after Charlie Morton uh, because of his role in being an Astro when they were, oh, is nobody, does nobody care about, the, oh, got it, okay. And no one cares that Mike Fires actually got a ring from a team that cheated, got it. And, I mean, look, I, I get it if no one's attacking Tony Kemp. We all know, the whole world knows Tony Kemp was the only one, and I'm starting to believe that Tyler White as well, because his average was so awful and he was such a horrid hitter. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Tyler White wasn't in on it, because if he was cheating and he was that bad, he should just go sell insurance because this is not his thing. But you're right. There are so many other players around baseball. Dallas Keuchel, yeah, big part of that. So it's amazing. You know, did, did, do Yankees fans hate Garrett Cole because he was on a team that was guilty of cheating or, or, or suspected of it? I mean, come on. It, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, you know and, and once George Springer is a Dodger or a Red Sox or a Yankee, they aren't going to care a single bit that he look at look at the Dodgers. They don't care that Mookie Betts was a part of a team that cheated in in, nope. in 2017, 2016. They don't care about that. It, it, the hypocrisy in baseball is pretty awful. Yeah, the uh, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I was talking about pitchers. The, you know, that was the answer to Garrett Cole. He didn't cheat. He's a pitcher. Mm. Any anyone that knew what was going on is a cheater. 
from the water boy to anybody, anybody that knew it was going on. I don't care if you're like Joe Musgrove said, I was in the bullpen. I, I didn't I don't know anything. Of course, you're going to deny it. And that's fine. But anyone, anyone on that roster that knew it was going on, they're in the same boat. You're just as guilty as the people that did it in my book. Let's move on. Jeff Luno, I know you're on a time constraint and we're about 10 minutes away. So the Jeff Luno interview, I re- I watched your show and I really enjoyed what you said about it. So if you'd like to rant for a while, <laughs> have at it. Um, you know, I, I, my, my whole thing about the interview is I had certain expectations from the interview. I felt like they were going to not only come out and give his side of the story, um, but I felt like this was the big expose time, right? Like this was supposed to be the moment that rocked the baseball world. And then he was just like, I, I didn't have anything to do with this. And it was like, what are you? That's it. I know, you know, who all cheated. I know, you know, like you, first of all, I don't believe Jeff Luno didn't know. I mean, he had supposedly some good evidence, but then when you hear baseball side of it, they're like, yeah, he said he had 22 uh, electronic pieces of communication, but that was just a small portion of the total. There was testimony. There was uh, these other factors. So I don't know that, you know, Rob Manfred had a personal vendetta against Jeff Luno necessarily. Um, I, I will say that I, I, you know, when one of the tells for me that Jeff knows more than he said he did is when he was told by baseball, people inside of, of Major League Baseball's office, hey, they're investigating you guys. Baseball is no different than any other workplace environment. There's going to be snitches. There's going to be office gossip. There's going to be people that give you heads up when things are going on. And not only that, it's a pretty small fraternity. So when you've got guys from other teams on your team now and vice versa, everybody talks. That's why everybody was like, we knew the Astros were cheating. That's why everybody knows that the Red Sox cheated and the Yankees and, and the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, the Dodgers. And, you know, everybody knows, but nobody's going to throw each other under the bus until Mike Fires broke that rule. So I know Jeff Luno knows who cheated how and when. But he's not going to say it. And that really pissed me off because I'm like, if you want people on your side, if you want people to defend your honor, you're going to have to sling a little mud. And he didn't do it. And that bothered me. Uh, and then the fact that, you know, he, he basically tried to say he knew nothing. Like, you're a bad GM if you didn't know that was going on. Now, granted, I know he wasn't in the dugout. But it says something about your ability to manage a team if you have no idea that your entire roster and coaching staff is cheating. Come on, man. Nobody believes that, Jeff. You, I felt like, and I, I, I made this comparison on the show, uh, Barry on Deck, cheap plug. Um, but I made the <laughs> comparison. It were really, the, the, the situation with AJ Hinch and Jeff Ludo reminded me of the situation. Um, with a couple of former Astros, Andy Pettit and Roger Clemens, when they both got busted for steroids, you know, Andy Clem, uh, Andy Pettit came out and said, I, I did it. You know, I, I, I was hurt. I needed to recover. I wanted to get back out, back out on the field. It wasn't something I've done my whole career. It wasn't something I did after I recovered. But yes, I used steroids to help me get back. And that's essentially what AJ Hinch said. Yeah, they cheated. And I, I tried to stop it, but I didn't do enough to stop it. Because I was just like, whatever, you guys are idiots. Let's just go out and win some baseball games. Because he felt like they were still winning on merit and not winning by cheating. 
But now you got Jeff Luno, who's the Roger Clemens of this situation. Nope, wasn't me. Never did it. Didn't touch it. Never touched it. I, how dare you say? How dare you, sir? I was like, <laughs> come on, dude. You know you did this. Just own a little bit of it, Jeff. Just a little bit. That's all we want. Rob Manfred, I, I, I don't remember what he said, but he pretty much was like, yeah, right. <laughs> he, you know what I mean? Because they were asking yeah. him about that. He was like, yeah, right. He He knows. I got plenty of evidence. That guy knows. And you know when he said the part, like, they came and told me, hey, we're watching you. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I, I went down and I asked AJ, are y'all cheating? And he said, no. Like, that's all you're going to do is ask them? Right. Right? I mean, do more. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't – there was a lot of people. I'll tell you this. He did a good job fooling a lot of people. And some people that listen to this may get mad, but how could you not know? But, you know, he was like, well, how come this guy didn't know? And how come this guy didn't know? They do know. They're all lying. Yeah. And it's I mean, not, they're ju- you're the GM. There's like three people that are above you in the organization, right? And and m- part of the problem that I have with Jeff Luno is that he's trying to play this innocent role when, listen, you know, he even brought up the, the – um, uh, Brandon Taubman uh, issue, the, you know, the Osu- and I'm like, you, there were a lot of toxic issues under his watch. If you remember, Tyler White was sent out of town on a rail. And when he went to another club, that the story came out that, listen, I had a thyroid issue and the Astros told me that I didn't. And they, they made fun of it. They called me fat and they just said that the problem was I can't hit and I had no self-discipline. So he goes, I think it was to the Rangers. I don't remember who. They fixed his thyroid, put him on a diet. He slimmed up. He's sexy. I'd go on a date with him. It's completely different Tyler White. So the toxicity existed there. It existed with the Osuna signing, the Brandon Taubin saying those things. That all happens under your watch. You don't get to just be like, oh, look, I know I ran Enron, but I didn't know. Sorry. That's not how it works. With that role comes responsibility, and it, it, it comes a culpability as well. And if you I, didn't know, you'll never work again because there's no way you could handle the job of GM. Exactly. If you don't know, then why would anybody want you? If you, you mm-hmm. don't even know what's going on. And, uh, man, I just keep getting lost because I got a, I got something to say and I just keep forgetting. But, uh, I don't know. I'm lost. I'm totally. Well, lost. you know, the other thing that that I that I was upset about with this is, and I I realized why, but he's got all this evidence, and there was two things that bothered me. One is the fans that I saw on Twitter even before the interview came out. If you're an Astros fan, which I know you, if you're listening to this, you are. Let me just tell you something. There's there's being a, a good fan and supporting your team and, and having their back through all of this. And I admire you as a fan. If you defended the Astros and I mean, we all know they cheated. No one's saying they didn't, but way to support your team. But yeah. if you're like, if he goes on TV, he being Jeff Luno and throws these players under the bus, guess what, ma'am? Guess what, sir? You idiots on Twitter. They cheated. They just got off easy because they were like, Hey, if you snitch, we won't punish you. So there's no there's no dragging their name through the mud. They did it. They're cheaters. So why would you? Could you imagine if that was your son? If that was your, like, you, this is what you're teaching your kid? Hey, listen. Now, I know these people, and you have an opportunity to clear your name and the process. Don't do that, though. Don't do that. Nope. 
every one of you would be snitching as soon as you could to clear your name. So that bothered me. And then the other thing that bothered me, which I, I, I said before really was, you know, Jeff Luno saying that he, he, he never mentioned anybody else, but I think it was because he wants to work again. Yeah. But that's going to be interesting in and of itself is who hires him in baseball? Is he done in baseball? I think he is. I don't think anybody would touch him with a 10-foot pole, but then I didn't think they'd about A.J. Hinge, and apparently he's going to be the White Sox next manager. So who knows? But I found it interesting that he said he wanted to maybe delve into football, which I think the Texans should call him if that's true. He yeah. even mentioned basketball and overseas soccer and esports. So who knows? Maybe that's why he didn't snitch because if he did go full-on snitch, you know, Takashi 69, he's never getting a job again anywhere. I mean, you cheated and you snitched, nobody's touching you. So two things. One that I that I knew about before, you know, uh, the code breaker thing. Oh, I didn't read the emails. It was at the bottom, and I didn't read it. And he said that again. But the other thing he said, like, that's what it was when you're talking about the Tobman incident. He said that, uh, oh, I didn't make that quote. You know, they just told me to read it, and I I, I took one for the team. You know, you remember when he said that? Yep. I took one for yep. the team. Yep. My eyes almost fell out of my head. They rolled so hard. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even write that quote. The the PR guy, the PR guy, the damage control guy told me, the boss, what to say. Let me ask that, you something, Robert. If if this podcast were to be roasted, right, and people were like, oh, you, let's say you get on here and you do something crazy and it offends a ton of people. You know, it's cancer culture. It's 2020. That's liable to happen. You might have a too few many adult beverages and fire up the old podcast machine and start saying outlandish stuff that, that could get you canceled. And then someone comes up to you. Let's say, like, you're, 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 you're you know, whoever whoever a good friend of yours is and is like, listen, just read this. You'll be fine. And it said, like, bleep you, bleep all of you, all of you can bleep my bleep and bleep. You're not just going to read that. You're going to be like, yeah, this isn't really me. This isn't how I feel. And I think these are awful things to say, so I'm not going to say them. But Jeff Luno didn't do that. He just goes, okay. He's like Anchorman. He just read from the paper. And then when it was done, he's probably like, holy shit, that was awful. Why did I say those things? It's too yeah. late now. No, you can't do that. You you read it. You, you own it. You That's your message now. Because you had every opportunity to say, I don't believe in these things, so I'm going to say what's in my heart, not what's on this paper. Yeah, you had his email, the Tobman thing, the release. Remember the press release? Yep. When they denied that he yelled at them female reporters. Oh, I, well, I read it, and I okayed it. I just, you know, I, just, well, you know, I, went, yeah. I don't even know what he said about that. Like, it's ridiculous. He just denied everything. Yeah, and it, it, it was too much of a, this, I'm trying to get out of this. No yeah. ownership. None. I didn't do anything. I have tons of proof that I didn't do anything. And you know what, Astro fans? I took one for you. I took one for the guys. I took one for the team. And I still root for you. I'm Astros all the way. Pretty crazy. All right, buddy. It's 730. I appreciate you coming on, and send me a message. I'd love to have you back. Hey, thanks for having me, Robert. Really appreciate it. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. Not next week, next time. Later.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.